What is up, Fantasyland? We're back for another Thursday tailgate between two, two, and four uh, NFC monsters, if you want to call them that. Uh, we're, we're hoping for some points tonight, like uh, Dan and I were talking about. But we got a big one tonight. We got a lot to cover. We're going we're gonna to do a quick review of week six, anything that stands out. We're going to jump into week seven, and we got our tight end specialists for tonight. Let's get to it. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now, all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Bait them. What is up, Fantasyland? Make sure you tune in to our previous shows. We've rocked some serious shows this week. Dan, we're on number four already. Another monster guest tonight. Why don't you walk this man in proper, my friend? All right, yeah. So well, let's welcome uh, Andrew Cooper, also known as Koopa Fiasco or just Coop for short. Um, and Coop, you do a lot of stuff for Fantasy Alarm, uh, also for Better's Network, as I understand. And uh, definitely you are known as the tight end guru, uh, the godfather of the yin and yang tight end. Uh, so fill us in. What do, you, what do you got going lately these days with uh, Fantasy Alarm and uh, also the Better Network? A lot going on, man. As, as 1912 points out, getting hitched. Got married this week. Yes. Congrats, brother. Congrats. Just, yeah. Got the black ring to match the outfit tonight. You know, there you go. Roll. Yeah, there you go. No? Yeah. So got that going on. All my content over at Fantasy Alarm. That's where I live. Uh, I post everything on my Twitter, so easiest way to find that content, just check my Twitter. And then I'm doing a show with the Front Yard Fantasy Gang uh, every morning, 7 to 10 weekdays on Better Network. Download the app or check it out on the Front Yard Fantasy YouTube. We have a blast, man. We talk a lot about football. Most of, I don't know if you guys know those Front Yard Fantasy guys. A lot of nonsense, of course, uh, but we have fun. So definitely come check us out. Hang out with us. I know Toronto Dave has been in there. Uh, a few of the guys from the you know from the chat here have been there. It's a good time. So uh, pop in in the mornings. It, it, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. So how how many days has it been now that you've been uh, hitched up here? Are we are we up to a week yet or not yet? Not quite. Not yet. even, dude. I got married on uh, Saturday. Saturday. Damn. Yeah. Saturday. Damn. Fresh off. Fresh off. Pretty fresh, guy. man. Pretty fresh. Already, you know, already started wearing sweatpants every day. And uh, <laughs> yes. you know, <laughs> Told my friends I can't hang out anymore, you know, so. But I'm hanging out with friends right now, am I not? So it's always good to do a podcast with your boys. That's the, that's a beautiful thing, dude. I've known Dan for a long time, me and JD, you know, get a lot. Since the first time we jumped on a stream, dude, it was easy-beasy. So that's why when you guys asked me, I, I got plans for tonight, and I was like, yeah, I can come on. 
hang with the boys. Let's awesome. go. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. But especially I've, what your fourth time? Yeah, I, I was gonna say least... fourth, fourth or fifth. Yeah. I'm around. I'm around. Yeah. You guys say you want to talk tight ends. I was like, yeah, yeah. I got time. I got time for the boys. Yeah, and I, I mean that's kind of why I gave the show, you know, tight end tormented because I feel like a lot of rosters this year have been tight end tormented. Yeah, it goes, yeah. dude. Dan, sure. Dan and I can only do so much with the whispering. You know I mean? <laughs> we're, we're doing our best. We're doing our best. Hey, that's, we got new info right. for you guys. I got I got to give props to you though. I mean, you 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 are even deeper into it than I am. I'm uh, I I am definitely I, I I look at a lot of the same stats as you do, and I'm uh, you know have plenty of experience with it. But uh, you you dive even so much deeper. So I'm, no, I'm don't 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 say that though, say. man. Don't say that because I enjoy your content, dude. And like, I no joke, man. I pop over, and you have so many dynasty takes. I'm not. I, I do dynasty stuff, but like, I don't get as deep in the dynasty as you guys, man. So like, there are 100 things that I I take from you, and I'm sure you take stuff from me. And then that's how it goes. This is a community. You'd be it'd be ridiculous to try and do it all on your own, right? Yeah. Like yeah. with so many smart people. Like think about like our friend Linda, right? Like right. because she gets so deep in the kickers, I don't have to do that. You know what I mean? It's like for people trying to do too much at once. You run yourself too thin, so we're we're a squad out here, my dude. So don't sell yourself short. Never do that, Dan. You're a beast. There, there we go. All right, appreciate that, man. But before we start talking about tight ends, we got to talk about the hot topic of the day. Uh, just blowing up on Twitter and everywhere else this afternoon. Uh, rumors swirling around Elijah Moore and his personal day, and uh, apparently, even in the two hours since I wrote this, his personal day has turned into a trade request. So, what do you, what do you see going on there? Coop, uh, what, do, what do we got? Is, is he crazy to be asking for a trade, you know, 17 games into his career or whatever it is? I'll uh, tell you. He's actually played. It's, it, this, isn't, this isn't our dad's league, right? Like where it's like you get drafted to a team and that's your team forever. And like you got to literally like retire to and then hope that, uh, you know, Steve DiBartolo can come and scoop you up on the one team that has their own plane, right? That's what it used to be like, right? Like the 49ers yeah. and and the Cowboys are the only team that could convince people. Like, now it's like you shoot your way out of town if you don't feel good. If you get, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins kind of set the tone on that uh, for wide receivers. And now, you know, A.J. Brown just did it. Robbie Anderson uh, had already. Uh, Robbie Anderson was more of like Matt Rule decided, oh, I'll just bring all the guys I coached at college and, to one team and then we'll win, right? That's how this works. Uh, yeah, so I can see why Robbie Anderson went. But Elijah Moore surprising me. They have to be disappointed by that, right? Uh, him trying to to escape at this point, and you know Denzel Mims is trying to get out of there too. So yeah, that's not a crazy a, thing. I mean, I think that might have something to do with why Elijah's trying to get out. I mean, he's seen what's happened to Denzel. Uh, you know, you don't get the targets, you don't get you know the playing time. Um, all of a sudden, you've lost all your leverage. He doesn't want to be in a position where he's lost his leverage. Uh, you know, not not that I can totally agree with somebody. Uh, you know, just having a bad game, and then this is this is where they go. But you know, you got to admit, uh, you know, things are looking a little shaky for Zach Wilson over his first sixteen games. Yeah, pretty rough, man. And, and Elijah Moore coming into this week, I know that this week he kind of got pseudo benched or whatever it was, but he was like a top five guy in routes run. So it wasn't like he wasn't playing before this week. So right, must be some pretty ugly behind the scenes stuff going on for him to uh, try to escape that situation. Yeah. I mean, he's running free a lot, and he's just not getting targeted, and that's that's got to be tough. It's just uh, the worst situation, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I I totally get where these guys are coming from too. I mean, you know, you you have a very limited time to you know 
to prove that you deserve that second contract. I mean, you know, he's already a second round pick, so he's not getting that first round money. He's getting that second round money. And then if he's not getting the targets to prove what he can do for a second contract, he's going to, you know, he's going to get lowballed. Uh, you know, and it, you know, as Ferris Bueller once said, uh, you know, life moves pretty fast. An NFL career moves even faster. And, it, and it's also not, it's not like they're not launching the ball. Right now they're sixth in the league with, with pass attempts. So, uh, you know, high, a lot higher at home than on the road, but still, the, it, at least they're chucking the ball. But, you know, questions are, why is it going? You, you guys think it's just like a squeaky wheel type of scenario here? Or do you think he actually wants to get the, get the F out of there? So if he had been getting, if they had kept the consistent usage the way they had the first five games where he was playing every snap, then I would think that that was the case. But the fact that he got benched, I mean, it could it could very well be that they had a big disagreement behind the scenes, not seeing eye to eye. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Pretty scary situation, though, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look to see where that goes. I think, uh, obviously, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot more chapters written. Uh, some of them maybe even pretty soon. But um, uh, moving on to another uh, wide receiver who's who's made an impressive debut just like Elijah Moore did last year, and uh, Tyquan Thornton. Um, I, I, I guess I shouldn't call last week his debut. He did get two targets uh, in, back in week five, but uh, he expanded out to eight opportunities, five targets, three rushes, got a pair of touchdowns. Any thoughts on him uh, moving forward? Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on him. If you look behind me, you'll see Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics. I'm I'm wearing the Marquise Colston jersey tonight. Uh, yes. You know, as the tight on behalf of the Saints game tonight, and because I am a big tight end guy, this jersey means a lot to me. Uh, his rookie year, I went out and grabbed him because I saw he had tight end eligibility on Yahoo incorrectly, and he ended up being the PPR tight end one ahead of. Antonio Gates ahead of uh, Tony Gonzalez, like serious players, right? So I grabbed this jersey in celebration, but I am a Patriots fan. And, you know, I know that there's a stigma out there. I have myself. Patriots not good at drafting wide receivers. It's been that way going back to Chad Jackson, you know, Nikhil Harry, the most recent example. But, you know, so people automatically discount this player. But if the Chiefs came out in the second round, drafted the fastest wide receiver in the combine. People would be singing a different tune. What if, for once, this team accidentally did draft a good wide receiver? You have to keep that in consideration. It could be the case that this guy happens to be fast and also good. And my God, did he look fast on that end around this week? He scored a, he caught a touchdown and ran for a touchdown. If that's what they're going to do with this player, to me, that's a must-add situation. I added him in a bunch of leagues. I've been tweeting about it. Uh, and it's not homerism for me because, you know, I'm a level-headed, down-to-earth guy. I know what the Patriots are, right? But if you're going to have low volume, give me explosiveness. And that's what, that's what we got here. And I think that, honestly, at this point, Nelson Aguilar is probably dust. It's That that field searcher role belongs to this player. So I'm in. I don't know. Are you guys, you feeling it? You feeling good about it? It's hard to feel great about it, but you're feeling good about it. All you have to do is look right behind me, right back here, and you can see how I feel about it. Uh, you know, Taekwon was, uh, he was great at Baylor. Uh, really enjoyed watching him play. And you, and you have to think, even with Belichick, um, you know, sooner or later, even by accident, he has to get a wide receiver pick right, correct? Right. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> it's the gambler's fallacy, though, to say, you know, that we've hit, we've hit 
if we've hit black so many times in a row, it has to be red eventually. But maybe, maybe this one time, right? <laughs> maybe one time. Yeah. It, it, as long as uh, his, his entire uh, process isn't completely screwed up. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is the right player, right time. Uh, you know, the, the, that speed definitely plays no matter where he goes. And, uh, you know, he's not like a lot of those speed guys who just really don't know how to play football. He knows how to play football. And that's, that's what you want to see. Think about the wide receiver hits for the Patriots, right? You have Jacoby Myers, who is undrafted. Yeah. You have uh, Julian Edelman, didn't even play wide receiver in college, right? Wes Welker was a punt returner for the Dolphins that we got for We traded them like, you know, nothing for. Uh, and then you have Randy Moss. We traded for Randy Moss, and the first season he played, he scored 23 touchdowns, set the record. And then we just decided we were done with that. Like, that's that's Patriots football right there, so I don't know. But I'm rooting for the guy, obviously, and uh, I think he's worth an ad. If he's going to play 40 or 60-something snaps, that's enough for me to move him in. Yep, yep, for sure. And uh, it, it, as Wheeler pointed out, uh, I, I did manage to sneak him out of uh, Wheeler's grasp uh, just before he blew up, so was happy to do that. I, Wheeler was one of the few other people in my dynasty leagues who was actually on uh, Thornton early. Wheel- yeah. Wheeler, Wheeler's the man, and also anytime you can stick it to him, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. So yeah, I had I had tons of him in Dynasty. I did actually have him um, in a couple spots in uh, redraft, but this this past week, I you know I went out there and uh, I I filled up the rest of my redraft, and I, I was not shy about my. Well, we got we got him in our we got him in our in our main uh, in the FFPC. We got him off waivers right then. That's right. Yes. Yes, we did. That was one of the many leagues where I, I, I made the move and got him, you know, and usually co- only cost me about 15% or so of my fab. That's something I'll definitely spend on a player like that. Sure. So, all right. Uh, let's move on to Wandale Robinson. Um, he made his return to action last week uh, on a very uh, starved for talent um, wide receiver core with the Giants. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Coop? How about uh, Wandale? What are you seeing for him moving forward? Yeah, so on one hand, clearly, you know, you know that they have the wide receiver spots open and there's the roles open and they can't just be rolling out Richie James as cool as his hair is uh, and guys, you know, of that ill David Sales and all that. But on the flip side, the one thing that does concern me is that Wanda Robinson is not a very big player. And we saw it with Rondell Moore that, you know, in our minds in fantasy football, especially dynasty wise, right, we look at what they did in college we look at. Uh, you know, their RAS score, and then we look at their speed scores and all that. And in our mind, they should be out there every play. But in the mind of these coaches, blocking is hugely important, especially when your offense revolves around Saquon Barkley. So with a guy like Rondell Moore, like if it was just about fantasy football, Max Williams would have never played at all. But because of blocking and everything like that, they were basically using Max Williams on half the snaps, using Rondell Moore on half the snaps. With this player, when he only plays 15 snaps last week, that scares me a little bit. Like, Tyquan Thornton at least played 40. 15, I I can't trust this guy in any of my lineups at this point. I'm willing to add him. I had him ranked after Thornton in my priorities. I'm willing to add him because of the targets being available, but I need to see this guy play a full snapshot. That's where I'm at with this guy. He's super exciting. Obviously, he's owned in every dynasty league. Like You're not just going to go out and get him in dino. But in redraft, make sure that you have a spot for him on the bench. If you're trusting him this week, that's a pretty risky game, but... Uh, you know, some people like to go wild. I don't know. How do you, how do you guys feel? Are you wheels up on Wandale or, or where, are you, where are your thoughts at? 
JD, you got thoughts on Wanda? Yeah, I mean, you you know, I got super high ownership. My most owned player on the FFPC. The thing is, with the, both of these offenses that we're talking about, I mean, opportunities there. These guys are rookies. That's what you want. The problem with both of these guys is they're both in in bottom five, you know, throwing teams in the NFL. So it kind of, you know, again, kind of limits the ceiling probably. But we're very early in in the careers, you know, <laughs> barely got a start from these guys. So the fact that we have flashes and opportunity in week seven, I'm excited for for these guys. I've got some shares of, of both in Dynasty as well. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens, man. You, you know, in, in New England, you've got uh, Mac Jones, who should be back uh, soon. And it'd be nice to have him have that. I mean, like you said, Marius is undrafted, man, like as, as excited as it is. And he gave you a wide receiver eight week uh, a couple weeks ago. It's still you know you're not expecting much he's like a filler you want him as your wide receiver five or six not not starting for you so if you can get a starter out of one of these two guys i think that's exciting for fantasy land especially if both can hit yeah for real like if you're if you're struggling you got to add both like i added yeah. i have i on waivers this week i added both guys in different spots one team i added them both like you got to make these moves now's the time and you know to put your to put in perspective on the rookies go back look at odell beckham Dude didn't even play to start the season. He was banged up, just like Wandale. He came out, started very slow, and then it was wheels up because he was the only guy in town. Talk about being the only guy in town. Kenny, Kenny G's not playing. They said Kadarius Tony's not close, right? So, I mean, why can't this guy run away with it? Dan, let me throw in a couple. Uh, we got some good questions from the chats, and, and I've been, uh, been holding them. Let me throw a couple Quick ones, we'll do rapid fire. Cal Pitts or Taysom Hill this year, this year, this year, this week. Or maybe Pitts, dude. I Taysom Hill, like I said in my weekly rankings, there's no way to compare a tight end that has one target on the season to real tight ends. If you want to start Taysom Hill in your leagues, absolutely go ahead and do that. But you're on your own, right? Like I can't make that call for you because it's such a high ceiling, low floor pop proposition. If it's a standard league. They actually definitely start Taysom Hill. Any other format, I'm starting Kyle Pitts. Sometimes if you're a huge underdog, Dan, maybe you throw in the Taysom Hill. Yeah, if you yeah, you got yeah. nothing to lose. I've got one team like that where I got yeah. nothing to lose. I'm throwing them in just for fun. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you're feeling hopelessly outgunned, then uh, Taysom's probably your pick. But otherwise, you got to go Pitts. You got to remember, though, Pitts has the literally the third highest target share of any tight end. 23% target share. They yes. just haven't thrown a ton. Joe Flacco currently has pretty much the same number of pass attempts as Mariota. He got benched three weeks ago. So yeah, there is a real possibility that at a certain point, 23% of the targets, if they throw a decent amount, is a lot of targets. So I, I don't necessarily think that Taysom Hill has some crazy upside well and above Kyle Pitts. But again, he's you know, he loves to prove everybody wrong. Anything on uh, um, our boy Andrew Schellenberg's favorite tight end, Hunter Henry? Yeah, man. Last three weeks, dude, he's played every snap except three. So the week before last, uh, I don't have it uh, in front of me, but I know that he played every snap except one. Last week, he played 58 to 60. Like, with with the Bailey Zappi offense, especially with Johnny Smith a little banged up, he's got a better role. Thing is, Mac Jones might be back, but I don't think they're going to go back to what they were doing before. I think Hunter Henry now falls into that fairly safe option. More of a half PPR than a full PPR option, but uh, you know, the one thing he does best, he lines up at wide receiver. He beats guys in man-to-man. That's a skill that he has, one that Kyle Pitts desperately needs. Cole Komet needs it. Ang- Evan Ingram is missing it. 
he has that. He can beat guys one-on-one. So Hunter Henry, always an interesting spot if you're desperate. 86% uh, snap share, seven targets last week. What did you say his snap share was? 86% and 66% uh, routes run. For I thought Henry was higher than that. Was I that, have him at 68, six, 68 of 70 snaps last week. Uh, I'm getting this on player profiler, so you could talk to Matt, our buddy Matt, about that oh, one. Oh, for the season. Oh, for the season. No, no, this is for last week in Cleveland. Really? Oh, pro football yeah. focus, week six for Cleveland. That's Hunter Henry, 68 out of 70 snaps. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. This is why I don't do stats, man. I just use the sites. <laughs> anyway, he's playing a lot, for sure. Yeah, he's out there. Yep. Oh, we all got right. uh, some Mark Andrews update. Uh, shout out to ML and shout out to the chat. You guys worried at all or wait and see if uh, he practices tomorrow? Wait and see. If he, if he practices in full tomorrow, I'm in. Yeah. Or even limited, probably. But like, if you have Mark Andrews and no other tight end, might be smart to add Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely like has that. been playing 80, 80, almost 90% of his snaps at wide receiver when he's out there. And that's basically what Mark Andrews is doing. 85% of his snaps at wide receiver, and he's only blocked. He hasn't blocked on a single pass play. So if he's out, Isaiah Likely slides in that role. And honestly... I wouldn't even mess around with anyone else. I would just if Andrews is in, I'm starting him. If he's out, I'm starting Likely. That's how you should. Oh yeah, yeah, that's hot, boy. <laughs> All right, Dan, get back to it. All right, sounds good. So yeah, so it's time to move on to the glamour position now, tight end. Uh, we've, <laughs> yeah. we've already started main uh, dish of the night. So let's yeah, let's yeah. let's let's get to the meat of it. Um, and and we were in New York talking about Wandale. Let's let's keep it New York or New Jersey, whatever it is. Uh, with uh, tight end Daniel Bellinger. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Coupon Bellinger? Is he uh, working his way into a position of trust with you? Uh, is he a yin or a yang? What do, you, what do you see in there? All right, so based on the definition of yin and yang, he would be a yang because of the lack of uh, targets on the team. So he has a path to top two target. Guys that are fall in the yin category, to me, the biggest indicator of that means that there are two guys on the team that I would bet would get more targets than them on any given game. With Bellinger, he might have entered that round. Here's the one curveball with Bellinger that nobody's really talking about, is that they have another tight end that they love setting up in a like slot wide receiver role. His name's Tanner Hudson. He's not really getting the targets, but through the first five weeks, uh, Hudson, sorry, Bellinger ran 74 routes. Hudson actually ran 88. So he was running more routes than Bellinger. Uh, Bellinger lined up at wide receiver 17 times, Hudson 53. So it was basically like Bellinger's been like the Dallas Goddard and Hudson's been like the Zacherts where like he's like lining up or it's more like Johnny Smith on the Titans is the inline tight end, which is Bellinger and Anthony Ferkser during that time would come in and play slot. Bellinger only a 2.7 yard a dot Hudson 10.2, right? So this past weekend comes around and I'm like, finally, Bellinger playing a full snap sure He played 60 of 64 snaps. Hudson only played eight snaps. I'm like, let's go. They're finally going. Wheels up with Bellinger. Then I'm like, you know what? Let me check on what's going on with Hudson. I Google it. He was sick. He was sick. He missed practice on Thursday, missed practice on Friday. So I need to see one more week. I need to see one more week where they take Hudson and just put him on the back burner and Bellinger plays every snap. If that's the case, Bellinger's up and at him. I want to have Bellinger on my benches on deep leagues, but... Just keep in mind, they, for some reason, like this guy Tanner Hudson, and he's just a thorn in his side. So that's where I'm at. One more week I need to see where Tanner Hudson is just gone. Totally makes sense. Love it. 
See, that's that's that that's that Andrew uh, level of uh, extra extra knowledge that we all borderline stalker level where I'm like creeping mm-hmm. around like what's going like what's going on over here? Dude? Like what? How are you feeling this morning? You know, and apparently Tanner Hudson wasn't feeling that good. But I mean, we're feeling good. Bellinger played well. He's outplayed him even with the fewer snap, fewer routes, everything else. He's outplayed him. Just Tanner Hudson experience. Can you please end it? I'm, yes. I'm requesting it, Brian. <laughs> Good insight, Dave. If you're watching, Sorry, totally JD. with you there. Any yeah. any any other thoughts on Bellinger, JD? No, I, I just like that he's getting targeted in the red zone with three three in the last two weeks. I mean, that's that's what you want from your tight end, especially if they're not getting huge volumes in targets uh, and you know looks on the field. So he's he's kind of getting a bit of all of that. He already gave you a top ten tight end production uh, this past week. You know, kind of like we talked about with these receivers, it's looking up. There's upside. New York's looking good as an offense, better than expected. So I, I like Bellinger, especially I talked about it on one of the shows uh, this week as a nice pivot piece. Like if you're moving a uh, more expensive tight end, maybe you're in a rebuild mode or a reno mode. I like getting Bellinger in a pickback, uh, you know, looking next year and further. And, and you can still sneak some production in this year if you need it. JD, that's 100% the move, man. Like in Dynasty, now is where these first few games is where we see who's going to be a blocking tight end. Who's going to be a pass-catching tight end, right? So I'm moving guys up and down all over the place. Bellinger is now up. Uh, Cole Turner's up for the for Washington. Kate Auden up. Like, you got to see who's doing what. Last year we did it with, like, Hunter Long. Moved him down. Trey McKitty, moved him down. If you're going to be a blocker, not interested, dude. Not interested in hanging on to Drew Sample and those type players. you yes. got to move those guys up. Like So keep an eye on the usage early. That's going to determine what path they go on. Yeah, without a doubt. Speaking of guys on a good path, uh, how about Greg Dolchich? Um, he debuted Monday night. How do you view him? What tight end bucket are you putting him into? What what, what do you got for us on Dolchich? Love it, man. He's gonna. Unfortunately, he's probably gonna end up in the Yang. I'm oh, sorry, the Yin bucket because in my eyes, Cortland Sutton is the number one target. And Jerry Judy, as inefficient as he's been, and boy. Has he been inefficient, right? Like it's like he he only if it wasn't for DJ Moore, he'd probably be the the least efficient wide receiver out there. Like I think his catch rate is like under fifty percent, but he's still getting those looks, and we need our guy to be top two on the team. So uh, he's on that side for now. But man, talk about the usage you want to see in a first game, right? This guy played over eighty percent of the snaps, played over sixty percent of his snaps at wide receiver. You know, didn't pass block on a single pass play. Love it, dude. Like. <laughs> You know, had a 12-yard average depth of target. Let's go. Like, all the things you want to see. Glorious hair. Like, he's got everything. I was just going to say, let's face it. With with that set of hair, a tight end running down the field with that goldy line, that, like, curly hair, you got to love it, man. It's like, you get extra points for Hey, fantasy football is supposed to be fun. He 100% gets extra points. So, talk about, hey, I'm an analyst guy, but you got to have tiebreakers, right? Like, (laughs) you got to have tiebreakers. So, that's 100% a tiebreaker for me. Uh, Alberto, I, you know, I, I tweeted earlier this year that like, if I'm a tight end coach and I'm picking one guy to block and one guy to run routes, am I going to pick the 260 pound Alberto or am I going to pick the, you know, 240 pound converted wide receiver Dulcich, right? Like little did I know that I should have been like, if I'm going to pick one guy to ride the bench, it will be Alberto and one guy to play, it would be Dulcich. But I mean, that's kind of how it's shaking out. So, um, you know, Alberta, uh, Greg Dulcich, it's, he's a new regime pick. He, you know, is Nathaniel Hackett could put him in that Al Lazard role, which 
Alan Lazard, maybe not super exciting to everybody, but if I told you that you could start Alan Lazard at tight end, you'd be drooling, right? So we're we're interested for sure. He's going to be a guy that he had to be added everywhere. I I paid up for him the Scott Fish Bowl, you know, so that's where I'm at. Dulcich, we like it. There, there we go. So do you think he can kind of force his way into the tight end one conversation uh, this year, you know, like Russ's schedule moving forward? Is he is he one of our top 12 tight ends? I think he could sneak his way in. I think he could because the thing is the top – I always talk about top two target. I talk about, you know, 90-plus targets. But that's for top five tight end, right? right? Where in a 10- to 12-team league, you really – you know, if you have a top five, six tight end, you have a below average tight end. But all the time we see these guys as the third target, finish six, seven, eight. Like we still like Dallas Goddard, don't we? Right? As a tight end six, tight end seven, tight end eight in the rankings for the season, right? Yep. Safe guy. He could He could definitely brute force his way in there. We just need the quarterbacks to figure it out, dude. If it's if it's Ripian, I don't know, man. That maybe it's good yeah. for him. You never know with the tight end. It's not like every other position, but I gotta see I gotta see him get some consistent work. But, you know, he could do it for sure. With that yeah, usage, we, if we, that usage stays consistent, that's what you want. He's playing wide receiver, man. Yeah. I, I think if that offense somehow manages to click, um, then he's definitely in that, that conversation. Uh, he's playing the role Tim Patrick was supposed yeah. to play, probably, right? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great way to put it, right Let's there. Let's go. I like that. All right, um, how about how about Mike Kosicki? Sounds like he could be on the move, um, and and I guess we can throw uh, Albert O is probably on the move too, uh, if if they can possibly move him. But Kosicki uh, sounds like Miami is just looking to get him out of there. Where would you like to see him go first and foremost? Any well, uh, juicy destinations i gotta say props to you guys because last time i was on this show you guys you guys were the ones that brought him up as like a hey buy low for dynasty right as like let's see he's a talented guy whoever pays him is going to pay him to play wide receiver right so you guys brought that up and now the trade's coming up you know you guys might be right on that where anybody that bought low you know you had to deal with a little bit of uh dark times some sad times but uh if he's on the move if you're trading for this player you're trading for him to use him, and you're trading for him to use him how he should be used, the way he was used last year, right? New coach McDaniel doesn't like it. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, move him. Because, you know, I, 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 if he doesn't get traded, I don't like him at all. I don't care if they scored two touchdowns last week. If you're going to split snaps with, at slot with Trent Sherfield while a different player plays tight end, Durham Smythe, I can't use that. You know what I mean? Like, this week, if anything, was a showcase where he scored the two touchdowns, and they were like, great, let's move him now, right? But... Uh, you know, I I can't trust him unless he does get moved. If he does get moved, I want him to go anywhere where he can be a top two target on the team. Bonus points if that's a team that has a good quarterback. Uh, first name that jumps out to me would be Green Bay. Like, if he could go there and just become, like, a the big slot player there. I know people kind of like Tunyon or whatever, but he's better than Tunyon. So if he could go to a team like that, I would love it. If, you know, but at literally any spot, like, if he just were to go to... I mean, the Texans or the Colts or a team that just would say, hey, forget all these other tight ends. It's our guy now. Then I would love that. I don't know. Do you guys have any spots in mind that you were kind of kind of eyeballing as like a, uh, a nice spot for him? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him go to the Colts. But, um, you know, I'd, I would just worry that he would become one of four or five tight ends right. there. <laughs> Send him to Brady. Yeah. Send him to Brady. See, now you're talking, dude. Now you're talking. Because if, if – Cade Auden is going to play 74 of 79 snaps like he did in week five. Mike Kiseki playing that slot role. Yeah, buddy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Give me that. Yeah. You can probably I, keep his same apartment. You know, it's not that far. <laughs> right. And I, I think Buffalo and, uh, and the Jets would probably potentially want him. I'm just not sure that Miami would be willing to trade him to those teams, yeah. just, you know, inside the division. Dan, let's get another quick question. Uh, we talked about Kittle last night. I was asking, um, oh man, I'm blanking. Dan, we've done too many shows. Who did we have on yesterday? We, we, or was it two oh, days ago, actually? Yeah, it's, uh, we, you're talking about uh, we, we had uh, Josh Larkey. Oh my God, Josh Larkey. Wow, how can I forget Josh? Jeez. Yeah, we, we've, we're literally putting a lot, a lot of shows. I, I can't even keep track of who we had when. But yeah, when we had Larkey on, we asked him about Kittle just because we finally saw him produce this week with 10 targets. How do you feel about Kittle moving forward? Is this a one-off or is this kind of what we should expect moving forward? Is he gonna, is he kind of back in that top, top three uh, tight ends, top five at least? Larky's a sharp dude, man, for sure. So hopefully he agrees. But if he doesn't, I don't care because I've done my homework on this topic. <laughs> so uh, but shout out Larky, man. Great, great dude. Check out If you haven't checked out his website, I'm not even affiliated with these guys at all. It, that, that website, they have 33rd team, the edge it's called. It's fun to tinker around because you can see how guys play against different defenses, you know, versus zone, versus man, versus one-eye safeties, versus, you know, zero coverage. It's pretty wild, dude. I, I don't even know how they're doing that, but and it's free. So cool website. Free plug for you, Larky. There nice. you go. But anyway, um, George Kittle, the thing is, he's a unicorn. He's one of the few tight ends that could block on 15% of his pass plays and still finish top five, which he did in 2019. Nobody else does that. Prime Gronk in like 2010 was like the last time you saw something like that, right? So this guy already unicorn mode with the blocking. So I didn't care as much about the blocking, but this year he wasn't even blocking, even with Trent Williams out, any more than usual. It was th- four snaps at the mo- four pass blocking snaps at the most, which they were throwing so little that translated to like 10%. But I don't care about three or four. I care about you blocking for seven, eight, nine plays. That's what really hurts you. Right. So for me, I wasn't that worried about the amount of pass blocking he was doing. Uh, and this week we saw it where he played every snap at one and only pass blocked one time and he went off. So George Kittle is a guy that I'm always going to put in my lineup. And the big part of why he can be so successful is that nobody else has truly has big chunk plays the way he does. Over the last five years, he has 12 40 plus yard plays. Travis Kelsey has 10. Nobody else even has five. I think Gerald Everett and Evan Ingram have five, and they've both been in the league for five years as well. So they've there for the whole span, right? And when you look at Kittles, they aren't built like Kelsey's either. Like Kelsey has like a 42-yard chunk play. Kittle has these plays that are like 76 yards, 75 yards, 80 yards. Kittle has big games coming, and not just talking about 10 targets this week. Like he is going to break off big plays. So if you have you Kittle, can't handle the truth. That's right, dude. That's right. If you have Kittle, get him in your lineup every week. If you uh, if you can trade for him before people remember how good he is, I would do it. Now. Yeah, I think that's a move. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, this last week might have uh, might have slammed that window shut a little bit. I know, dude. I was telling, I was tweeting it out. I sent the tweets, dude. If you're following me on Twitter, you got no excuse because yep. I was I was ranking him but third. You were. I was tweeting it out, you know, and then here you go, ten targets, boom. I think I think it does, but because it's just the one week right now, I think you might still get those guys that are trying to sell high, you know, off that one-off week. They think if they think it's a one-off or they're just tired of Kittle, Uh, but yeah, the window was definitely prior to that week. Also, shout out Kev Wheeler at the thirty-third team. I mean, they got they got Wheeler over there. They got um, uh, Larky. 
Jordan Jordan uh, Vanek over there who I like. You know, real cool dude. So they're doing good stuff over there. Fun stuff. Uh, yeah, let me know sure. what kind of shows you guys got going. I'll pop in and, and promote your stuff, dude, for sure. So good good stuff going on over there. Keep it free. All right. <laughs> there we go. All right, let's get let's get a couple quick hitters in here before you got to go, uh, Coop. Let's let's talk. Uh, Noah Fant is he starting to separate himself from the tight end pack in Seattle? I mean, you know, the one thing I like about Seattle is other than the tight ends, it's very consolidated usage over there, and it's a hot offense. Uh, do you do you think that uh, we're starting to get anywhere on Fant, or is that just an illusion? You're so right on that situation, right? Like that, it would be very similar to what you see in. In Seattle, sorry, what you see in um, San Francisco, where you have the two wide receivers at Kittle, and then they use Kyle Juszczyk so much that you don't have to worry about a third wide receiver stepping on those toes. If the Seahawks, if you could take Disley and Fant and just combine them into one player, it'd be a great tight end, right? It'd be easily be a tight end one. The problem is they split those snaps, man. 44 for Disley last week, 43 for Fant. Fant ran 25 routes, only 18 for Disley, but... If you're going to run 41 pass plays, I need to – what are you thinking, Dan? A team runs 41 pass plays. What? How many routes do you want to see your, your tight end running? How many are you comfortable with? I, I mean, I want to see him out there for at least 33, 34. Yes, that's what I'm saying. you got to run 75%, somewhere in that range. So they ran 40, 41 dropbacks. Fant only ran 25 routes. It's just uh, – it's not yeah. quite. Disley, if he would go away, then we move, Fant, we move Fant right up. For time being, I can't do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. DFS start throw. Yep, that's 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 good. I like that. Um, how about uh, for those people who are struggling at tight end this week? Um, I know you put it out there on on your Twitter, but uh, for people listening to the show, um, who do you got available this week that uh, can really you know somebody could pick up, put them in their lineup, and uh, and feel pretty good about it? I'll give you the time sensitive one first. Uh, no Michael Thomas. No Jarvis Landry. No Adam Trotman. Juwan Johnson's running the routes. He's a converted wide receiver. Uh, he played wide receiver before. He runs most of his routes from wide receiver at like 75%. Uh, you got to get him in there if you can. Uh, you know, if you're if you're struggling. If you're Dallas Goddard and you, you know, were sleeping, got to get him in there. The other ones, we already mentioned it, Kate Otten. I mean, when Cameron Brate's out, he's the guy. Last week, Cameron Brate got hurt in the second, you know, fourth quarter. Shout out Scott Fish came on the morning show and actually threw these, that, this stat out there that, you know, had two catches over 20 yards just in that fourth quarter when he was out. So that's how they roll. And then Cole Turner, another guy I like. Uh, Logan Thomas, probably out. John Bates dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, even with Bates in there, uh, I just like Cole Turner's a better athlete, 100%. So if they ran the same number of routes, I'd rather have Turner. If you're really up against it in some of these deep leagues, I go Turner. But you should be able to get a Kate Ott or a Juwan Johnson in there. Uh, and again, these guys are more, to me, one-week type sneaky plays than they are long-term plays. If you can get a long-term play in there, like an Evan Ingram or something, and start him and keep him, then do that. But if you just need one week, uh, or if you're playing the uh, the DFS showdown slate, Juwan Johnson's a guy. You're going to play Johnson or Dolchich? So I got to go Johnson here, just because Dolchich, you know, not quite a full snap share, and also it's not like he's the... It's not like he has a chance to be the number one target on the team yeah. the way... Juwan does tonight because Olave's been banged up. I mean, Keith Kirkwood. I mean, come on, like Traquan Smith. I don't know, right? Like, I'd rather I'd put up Juwan against uh, Marquez Callaway any day before I try and go Dolchich against uh, Judy or something. What about what about Bellinger? Since we've been talking about him, 
I need to see the Hudson situation first. I don't trust Bellinger at all. Man, you look at some of these these games, man. He's the he's the exact the exact picture of a guy that they run forty pass plays. He runs twenty rounds. Besides last week, where Tanner Hudson was like throwing up and stuff. How do you feel about uh, Otten versus Bellinger? Who is it? Otten. I need Otten versus. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be Otten, no? I would start on. Yep, JD, you got it, man. Seventy-four, seventy-nine snaps. He ran fifty-one routes. Like, I mean, jeez. Like, then they you can't predict him to throw over fifty times. But like, when they threw over fifty times, he ran fifty routes. He must have been gassed. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that's that's a good point. Definitely. All right. How about how about tonight's game? Uh, what are you betting on happening tonight? Other than uh, you, you, you've already uh, said you're. You're taking the over on any uh, Juwan Johnson props. Yeah. Dude, it's like 20-something yards. Smash that. I'm not one, – one thing I'm not doing, I'm not betting on who's going to win the game. Like, people always feel like they have to bet one side or the other. I'll tell you right now, don't make me choose. I think these teams are super weird. I went to I went to a uh, my bachelor party. We were in Arizona. I went to Cardinals-Rams game. Weirdest football game I've ever seen. Crowd, crowd was weird. Stadium, like, just everything was weird. Uh, so, I don't know, man. Two-and-a-half-point spread. In Arizona, I have no idea. There'll probably be a lot of Saints fans there. Like that's that was the experience that I had uh, mm-hmm. when I was out there. Uh, but if you're looking for if you if you're somebody that likes to take five bucks and put it on like something that's not going to happen, but it could happen. Five ten bucks, put it on JP Holtz to score the first touchdown today. Because when try yeah okay hey no laughing you no laughing you guys are right. <laughs> hey you know, take it That's back out there That's take out back there. those chuckles dude All right. ten bucks yeah it's plus nine thousand five hundred odds right oh. ten bucks wins you nine hundred fifty bucks a hundred bucks wins you ten grand basically and when Adam Trotman went out it was you know they could have picked Nick Vanette or J P Holtz J P Holtz was the guy in the game. He came in, played in line. Juwan Johnson's not going to put his hand in the dirt. So, you know, could just be a play where Taysom Hill or any Dalton's out there and they sneak out the blocking tight end, seen it a million times, and uh, you win you win $1,000 on that $10 bet. So, I'm just saying. It's probably not going to happen. I already said that, but that's a deep that's a deep one. That's a sneaky one. I, I like that one. I am taking back my chuckles. Now you're allowed. You could definitely laugh. I said JP Olson's going to score a touchdown. You could definitely laugh. <laughs> that is pretty good, though. On the, yeah. on the surface, it's not one you would think of for sure. Nah, yeah, it's one of those ones you throw you throw it at it, and if you if it happens, you flip the coffee table, go crazy. If it doesn't happen, you say, you know what? People buy scratch tickets all the time. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. That's exactly it. I like uh, Rondell Moore over forty-eight and a half yards receiving. Yeah. I don't mind that one. Robbie Anderson's not going to show up and play play 75% of the snaps. Rondell Moore's going to be out there rocking. What, what, what do you think on Traquan Smith revenge game over under 2.5 receptions? <laughs> revenge game. 2.5. <laughs> Dude, that is, I mean, oh, my God. That is. What is it? What do you bet on Traquan Smith? He caught a touchdown, didn't he? Didn't he catch a touchdown last week? He did, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, I'm not touching Maybe. it. I'm not touching it. I, now you got me thinking about it. I don't know. I can't do that. I, can't do that. Yeah. I thought it was I'm, funny. I'm not touching that one either. No. Nothing Nothing to do with Traquan anymore. I've sworn him off. You got anything, um, Dan? You got anything uh, Anything wild? I mean, I already set the bar so out there you could say anything you want now. Right? I said Jake yeah, the, the first touchdown. The, the Juwan one uh, is the only one I really, really like. But uh, I, I think JD's onto something with, uh, with Rondale, too. Yeah, so, yeah. I like that. I'll, I like I'll that. endorse both of those. And, of course... 
what's his name again? <laughs> JP Holtz. <laughs> yeah, I feel, dude, I feel bad for Greg Dortch, man. Talk about like a, they must have made it clear up front that that was Rondell's job, right? Because I mean, holy cow. He went from playing every snap to playing two, four. Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that's the way it goes. Yep. Maybe, maybe he's got to request a trade, you know? Everybody's doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> like zero leverage. Greg Dortch for Elijah Moore straight up. Who says no? Yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> I would take it. Mike Kazeki. Guys, smash the like, smash the subscribe. You guys have been awesome in the chat. We love when you guys hang with us. Send your questions. I'm trying to get as many as I can out to uh, Coop and to uh, Dan. But the uh, there's too many, man. There's, they're just being thrown all over the place. Dan, if you catch one we haven't thrown on there yet, Please do. Guys, remember to check out myffpc.com. Right now, you can play a weekly contest, $35 buy-in, $200 buy-in, two levels. It's fun as you know what. Your team's out week seven. Maybe you're not you know, contending. You want to, and you're in dynasty. You're having fun you know, making some trades. You can still go out there and, and, and choose a winning lineup on the FFPC. So go check it out. There's a, a link in the bottom. You can get a uh, sign-up bonus if you're not already signed up to the site. And it's just uh, a little something, you know, a little something fun to add. There it is uh, to your uh, weekly, weekly NFL fantasy fun. Anything right. to add, Dan? Anything we haven't uh, picked Coop about, especially especially about these these tight ends? No, I, I think we got it pretty much all in there. And I know right. uh, I know Coop's got a blast out of here. I know he's got to go. So, yeah, so we I appreciate uh, you spending the time with us. We, we'd be remiss if we didn't say if we didn't mention. Evan Engram, nah, 16 Dan targets Dan. Sixteen targets last two weeks, Dan. Yes. Hey, he, I don't know. I don't know. Let's good. keep it on the low. Let's keep there it on the low. We need a touchdown. Let's go. get a touchdown he's going. But, hey, once he scores that first touchdown, people are going to wake up and be like, hmm, 10 targets, 6 targets. Yeah, I got a little down when he had a couple down games. But, you know. Dur- he played Derwin James, tough matchup. Then there was a right. hurricane game. Right. I'm willing to make excuses for our boy. Dan doesn't waste time, man. He's, he's like Eric, right? Dan, Eric, uh, Shiva. Like you don't, you don't produce your gun, man. You're gone next week. That's it. Bringing no, you right I'm back. Not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out that quick on Evan. I was, I was, <laughs> that's, I was that's just having, boy. you know, a small crisis of faith, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't big enough to drop him or anything. That's our baby, dude. Sometimes, someday it was a hurricane, man. You were out in the rain, you know, on yeah. your knees in the street in the rain, asking hey, for a sign. Before I forget, how about my boy Tanyan right now? How about my boy Tanyan, top ten? Tight end right now. Comment You're right, that. brother. Hey, and the the he's getting ramped up. I was I was off him until this week. I moved him way up this week because nice. his uh, routes per dropback was like 50 percent this week, man. Up, nice. up, 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 seventy percent, man. And I think that I think that that's uh that's not going to change. So you got to get him in there, Tonyan. He's yeah. uh he's yes. he's he's solid. Yeah, awesome. Especially with Cobb out, um, you know, yeah. it just puts more pressure. All right, Coop, remind the peeps where they can find you and all your goodness before we close this bad boy out. Yeah, find me on Twitter right here, at Coupe Fiasco. That's where all my stuff is. If you follow me there, can't miss it. Uh, I, I tweet everything out. I post it all on Reddit. It'll all be there. And if you like hanging out, uh, you know, talking a little trash, you know, uh, enjoy. You know, we talk about everything every morning, three hours, 7 to 10 a.m. on the better Sports Network, spelled B-E-T-T-O-R, Better Sports. Or you can just go on the Front Yard Fantasy YouTube. Uh, we're hanging out every day. 
Toronto Dave's in there, like, you know, whenever he can. But most mornings he's in there hanging out. We have a ton of people in the chat. We have a blast, man. And we give stuff away all the time. We've given away autographed uh, Antonio Gates jersey, autographed Ben Coates jersey, autographed Calvin Johnson, autographed Devontae Adams Raiders jersey. Like, we're just giving stuff away. It's wild. So come chill. All right, guys. Man. Get some free stuff. Show up. Go check that out. And uh, make sure you check out our shows, guys. This week, just this week, Billy Muzio was on one-on-one with Theo. Uh, we had Josh Larkey, like we talked about on last night. Theo did his waiver wire show. So if your waiver wires haven't gone yet, uh, you, you can you can still uh, get some tips from Theo. And we had uh, Vlad Sedler on as well on Monday. Enjoy the game tonight, guys. Hopefully, uh, you know you start off your week seven with some some nice points if you play some some of these guys. And if you bet, hope you hit big. We'll check you all later. Goat district, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing. On all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex? Send the homie a text? That trash offers the best? You try to make it complex? Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense? <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. What a guy. He hung out. Even though he's got to go, he hung out. I do got to go. Yeah, but I couldn't. I couldn't bounce. <laughs> You're awesome. Dude. I appreciate it. Thanks that. for having me yes. on, boys. Put me back in the queue. All right? Let's go. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. 100%. Show, Cheers, guys. Catch you. Good luck, man. Later. Later.